Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LLC Podcast. This is episode 124, believe it or not. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, it's super insane to me. Um, I'm Harrison. I am the worship arts director here at Lake Forest in Huntersville, sitting down today with... Jeff Cook, community pastor. Yes, sir. What's up, Jeff? Good to have you hanging today. Thank you. Good to be here. Um... Mike Mike Moses is running around this week at a conference of some kind, and mm-hmm. he's running around next week to another conference of some lead pastor stuff. I don't know. Yep, that's what happens. Yeah, but he, uh, but uh, yeah, Jeff's gonna just gonna hang for a little bit today. Uh, both Jeff and I had the benefit of there is a very very real post Easter hangover phenomenon, especially being on a church staff, Mm -hmm. um, all that's involved with Easter, the amount we think about it. We talked about a little bit some last week, the, the ridiculous levels of planning and preparation (laughs) Mm -hmm. back in this green room, we're recording this podcast that goes into that. Um, but both Jeff and I got some time to get away and recharge our brains a little bit on the post post Easter. How's the, how's the post Easter hit you, Jeff? Uh, I feel like Easter was 10 months ago at this point. Yeah, really? <laughs> uh, that's cause you, and you were by the ocean too, right? I was like, by the ocean. Something about getting near the sea that just cleanses you of that stuff. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty nice. Do you experience like that? Um, when you have like a big ministry day, maybe a sermon you've taught or a, a, an event that you've run, um, what is your, when you can't run all the way to New Jersey and hang out with all your family, um, what, do, what do you, what do you experience after those, uh, emotionally and how do you kind of refill the tank sure, normally? Sure. I, most of the time, uh, cause I'm just, I'm reflective by nature. It's, it's, it's a lot of reflecting. I do the, the strategic stuff. Like I think through the thing and what could have we done better and whatever, but really what I do is just kind of bask more often than hmm. not. And we had this in particular Easter is always my number one day of the year like that. If any ministry day is going to get me, it's always Easter. And this particular year, because we had the Sunday we had on Palm Sunday, yep. which was for me, top five favorite days in ministry hmm. uh, with that many people taking steps and just people here celebrating that was crazy and then to have Easter. Yeah. So there was a lot of me just being grateful uh, and, and appreciating the things that God has done. And I think the thing that refills my tank, even though it may sound self-deprecating is just the realization that like God is the one that did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool that we got to participate and do our things. And maybe I did my thing well, or I didn't do my thing well. But at the end of the day, it only happens because of God. Um, and that is freeing. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think for me, I feel when we go through a stretch like that, if it's an Easter or Christmas or, a, you know, a night of worship or one of these things that we've poured a lot of time and effort and energy into, I think I walk away feeling both full and empty at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um full of the joy of the experience of it and the joy of being able to be a part of the work that God is doing and him allowing uh, me to be a part of that and empty in terms of just 
you have given a lot of yourself to it and there's just like a definitely a, a refill that has to happen on stuff like that because you you are joy joyfully out of gas <laughs> for sure yeah. well, it's it's the way I it's funny because whenever people ask me like I am an introvert like I am filled in solitude but I prefer to spend it on people so like there's there's mm-hmm. joy in the spending and then there's a process sure of refilling yeah man well um a couple quick things and we'll kick in Jeff has a um, we're, we're going to, we're going to get into some, um, discussions on, uh, how we, how we approach this, this day to day, uh, relationship with God and where we kind of, um, where we live from, uh, and how to move forward in that. But before we do that, um, Jeff, can you give me, uh, an update? A lot of, a lot of, well, I don't even know if it's a lot of, a portion of your time and energy is spent on making sure that the men of Lake Forest Church mm-hmm. have places to connect. Um, you've talked some even here on the podcast over the past six months, but um, what has what has the spirit of that been and what's coming up for dudes at Lake Forest? Sure. Uh, well, so initially a piece of that was programmatic. Um, and so like we got things coming up. There's going to be a, a couple of book study options and we, I think we've realized that four to six weeks is the right amount of time for dudes to commit to a thing. Hmm. And so we're going to have a couple of things coming up soon uh, between that time frame that people can commit to. But we also, another thing that's just been really successful is just having these events that are really all about just getting guys together, doing fun stuff yeah. that they might enjoy. Um and I would argue, even if they don't necessarily enjoy it, they can still enjoy the camaraderie and the sarcasm and whatever. But so we have May 11th. We're going to go. We're actually going to get a behind-the-scenes tour over at Joe Gibbs Racing. Mm. Got some connections over there that are going to work that out. I went over there uh, before Easter, met with the dude, kind of walked around. And so it's actually super cool. Hmm. And there's stuff back there I never would have thought that they would have. But, they, I mean, it it is actually a sport. Like... Anyway, I'll just leave that. I like of, leaving it there as a teaser because yeah. now I'm intrigued. Yeah. So that's perfect. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but so that's kind of the, the thing that has been helpful. And Lake Forest men have responded to is to say, like, we always talk about a one more person this year. It's one more hurting person. Like, this is your chance, right, to, to bring. People will say they appreciate about our, our church normally. They feel like they can bring unchurched people here and they're not going to be sitting there like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is nice. But even more so with guys, events like this, like this Joe Gibbs thing, like this is that dude that God keeps nudging you at the gym to talk to. This is the thing to bring him to. Um, and so I'm just I'm excited to see how that's going to play out this time. That's awesome, man. Very yeah. good. Well, uh, dudes, you're all invited to that. It sounds like it's going to be a super cool time. Um, all right. Well, we'll 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 spend a little bit of time here. Um, this won't be a super long episode today, but uh, just just wanted to kick the tires a little bit on an on an idea as uh, as Christians, as Christ followers, we live in this weird spot. Um, just coming out of this resurrection narrative, mm-hmm. one of my favorite. Uh, stories is of doubting Thomas because uh, mm. I relate so much to him of being like, you know, you want to 
there are times where you just wish so badly you could just all the way see that that this hope that we have would just become something that didn't have to be hope anymore. Like it's just reality. It's yep. uh, it's fully proven. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Thomas was Thomas was like, you know, if I don't if I don't see him, if I don't feel the holes in his hands, um, I'm not going to believe. And Jesus, Jesus said, um, basically he said, he said it is, it is a good thing to be able to believe even without seeing and to have faith. So we live in this place of hope, hopeful expectancy of what we believe our future is going to look like and believe it, believe it to a point uh, for a lot of us that, that it's, uh, it's not the same as, uh, hoping that the, the Panthers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. It is like a deep right. identity level. Uh, we've based our lives on this hope, um, being a true thing. So mm-hmm. what, when it comes to that, Jeff, how do we, uh, I, I guess where we want to spend some time today and you can paint this picture better than me, but how do we how do we balance kind of this hope for the future of what's going to be and, and letting that shape and, and f- kind of form our lives as we're living them right now. Cause it's a, it's kind of an abstract thing at times. Sure. Hope, you know? Yep. All right. Well, we talk about, when we talk about the kingdom of God, uh, we talk about the already and the not yet, mm-hmm. right? Like Jesus came and he's coming again. Kingdoms are ready, present, but it's not full. Um, and so there's, there's kind of, it almost feels like a duality, although I don't necessarily think it is one, but there's like the hope that I have in what will be. So I know that someday there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. There's going to be no more pain, no more suffering, no more crying, no more death. Like I know that that's coming. And so to the best of my ability, I allow myself when life gets dark or difficult or when I'm looking around at the, at the scene in our particular country and feeling kind of discouraged about things. I just remember like nothing in scripture says that it's getting better before it gets all the way better, Mm -hmm. but it will get all the way better. And so that's, that's really helpful for me. That reminds me that at the end of the story, I'm content with how it winds up. And so that gives me hope in a lot of situations. And I, I will sometimes, and sometimes I have to use that and see it more as a microcosm. Like I know that if I actually trust God and I actually follow to the best of my ability, what Holy spirit leads me to do, I I'll be okay. Hmm. Now I usually have a specific definition of what being okay is. That's kind of selfish and a little more rooted in what I want than what it actually means to be okay. And so I got to be careful there. That's, that's, I think the danger when it comes to, uh, really allowing the foundation of my relationship with God to be in the hope of what he will do, because there's not a lot of room in that for me to die to myself Hmm. and make space for others the way he commanded me to. And so I allow myself to enjoy that hope as a gift. But what I actually try and live from, like what I try and allow the foundation of my relationship with God to be is, is gratitude for what he has already done, Hmm. which is why you will hear a heck of a lot more sermons on the crucifixion and resurrection 
than you will on the second coming of Christ, right? Like there's just something powerful about that. Um, I tend to think, and it's idealistic, but I think that the posture of every follower of Jesus foundationally should be gratitude. Hmm. And if I think about any season of life where I've been grateful for any reason, I am so much freer to love in ways this world doesn't even understand. Hmm. Um, and that's when Jesus talks about the freedom that we're called to. That's the freedom. Paul's very specific what, what we should use our freedom for, right? We should use it for service to others. Um, and if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm grounded in hope of what God will do, I'm not nearly as free to serve others as if I'm actually grounded in gratitude for what Jesus already did. Look, um, unpack uh, part of this for me just a little bit more because I'm curious to hear where you're at on it. So sure. as a Christ follower, you mentioned some, some ways that it can be uh, limiting. So if, if I, if my main mindset is, um, you know, none of this stuff matters because I know ultimately I know what the end of the story is and that's kind of the centerpiece. What ways do you think that that limits us here? If that is your foundation? Sure. Uh, well, so if that, well, and actually I was thinking the other direction, but they're hmm. both limiting. Okay. So if it's, so if it's that direction where that becomes limiting um, is that it's still, it's still about me. Hmm. Right. And really hmm. either yeah. way, like no matter how you shake it, whether it's that or it's that I have a specific hope and expectation of what God's going to do for me. Sure. Either way, it the focal point of whether or not I am content is still me and what I'm going to get. And that like, I mean, I don't want to sound like a doom and gloom guy, but like, I mean, it didn't end well for any of the disciples. There's no reason for me to believe that circumstantially I'm going to have anything I want. Now I do like, don't get me wrong. God has been very, very kind to me and I see him be kind to people all the time, but that cannot be the expectation because if that's the expectation, uh, it's, it's going to be left wanting. That's one of the, that's one of the trickiest things about, um, a phenomenon that we have seen, especially uh, I guess it's not especially in American Christianity, but we've perfected it as we tend to do with some bad things. Sure. Um, uh, something called the the prosperity gospel, oh, yeah. which is kind of a line of thinking that says, um, if you do not have a bunch of material things and you're not wealthy and you're not completely healthy, um, this is an issue of your own level of faith because we've been promised uh, with faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. So if I pray faithfully and expectantly for God to do something, um, to, to me, almost feels like um, we can pray at times thinking he's obligated to do it because like our faith sure. level has hit a certain number. Yep. And it can be really... Uh, really uh, jarring to people and I think has caused a loss of faith and a lot of folks to approach that way and to say, um, if I'm doing the right stuff, if I'm praying the right stuff, if I'm, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm checking all these spiritual boxes, then, uh, 
there have been promises made to me that need to be kept. And if they're not, then either there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with God, because this is not how I understood that this would all work. Sure. Well, I, and I think so like, for example, Jesus definitely said, I came that they may have life and have it to the full. Right. And we focus on the, to the full, but we don't bother to question what did he mean by life? Right. And, and I think that the, the meat of that is where that becomes an issue. Cause if you look at the prosperity gospel, like where that rooted itself was in communities who culturally had no wealth, had no money, like their primary felt need that they cried out to God to rescue them from was not having. Hmm. And that's where that was born and began to grow. People, uh, people who are like me, people who came from addiction and got saved, we won't shut up about freedom, right? Like to me, that's what the gospel answered because it's what I didn't have when I cried out to God. And so I think that people can get real confused in kind of pigeonholing what it actually means for God to bless us. I am of the opinion that the actual essence of the thing Jesus is talking about when he talks about that life, it's meaning and purpose and worth and value. And the things that, that he makes readily accessible to everybody by following him, but it comes with a cost, right? Hmm. A lot of times it comes with the cost of dying to myself, picking up my cross and walking with it daily. Hmm. Um, but if I can adjust my perspectives, there are things that God promised that I can absolutely believe will always come to fruition, but they don't affect my bank account. They don't affect my social status. Like none of that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I think um, it's funny because there are, I think there are some principles that have made the, made their way into even the, the secular world that are surprisingly rooted uh, in what we see in God's word. And, and one of those to me, um, I, I like many people, hopefully like many people that listen to this podcast that attend our church uh, uh, in my past have found myself in a place of um, – needing some counseling, working through some stuff. And one of the things that my counselor told me at the time, this was not even a, this was not Christian counseling. This was a person I have no idea whether they were even a Christian, um, said that, uh, a major part of getting yourself mentally healthy is to practice this exercise of telling yourself the truth. Um, repeating true things to yourself over and over and, and letting that seep into your brain. And, um, you see in, in the old Testament, um, uh, you see God repeatedly telling the people of Israel, um, Hey, when, when I do something good, set up a monument there so that every time you pass it and you circle back around when you're traveling between here and there, and you walk past that every single time you'll remember that I was the God who did that thing. And you remind yourself of the truth of who I am. And um, I think that's part of what you're getting at here also mm-hmm. is this idea of um, building a foundation, uh, building a foundation on um, what God's done for us and also being aware to continue to build those yeah. Ebenezer's, those monuments as we go so that we have those to look back on and, and be like, oh, yeah. Sure. I, I, I think I've said this on this podcast before, but I, just tips and tricks for utilizing Facebook properly. I regularly 
I will make posts on Facebook that are set to only me, hmm. which means nobody else sees them. But a year from now, yeah, it's cool. They're going to pop up in my memories and remind me of how good God was hmm. in that particular thing. Um, and for me, and that works obviously if you share it too. But for me, there has always been an additional sweetness when it's the kind of thing I did not share publicly. Yeah, but I just set for myself. It's probably what people who journal a lot experience. Um, but it's the thing that works nice for me about it is I'm not going back to read anything. It literally just shows up in my email. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So, um, to get practical here, um, as we wrap this, Jeff, um, what are some ways that you have found for yourself? What are some ways that you, even in a pastoral role, a counseling role for other people of, uh, helping to maneuver this, this Jesus life, um, that you, you have found to, to get our priorities in the right place to walk in a healthy place spiritually. Sure. Uh, so one, I think you already said, and that's just a a consistent practice of earnest introspection, like just being real with myself, not because a lot of us, we will keep up an image even with ourselves about, because like, I know I should feel this way. I know I should want that. But like just being real uh, is incredibly helpful. Uh, it also, and I mean, I am the community pastor, but like community, like having men and women that you have a relationship with that you can reflect these things off of who will actually tell you like it's the permission to hold my hand or slap my wrist relationship. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's a huge thing. Um, and the other thing that is just a life practice that I have uh, every And it comes from 12 step life, but every uh, three to five years, um, I kind of walk through a process where I have a a list of emotions, uh, that I use the first time there, everything from good to positive emotions. Uh, and I sit there and I'll, I'll write out the definition. I'll say a prayer. And then I just start writing about that feeling, whatever Hmm. circumstances it brings up, things that are current, it's things that are currently on hand. And I write until there's nothing left. And I move on to the next one. And what that tends to do is give me like a God's eye view of what's actually happened in my life over the last however many years. Hmm. And there has yet to be a time since 1997 that I did not clearly see the goodness and faithfulness of God in my life. And that frees me up because while I don't have like an absolute knowledge of what's going to happen, I got to trust that's built on, on experience, Hmm. not just my hope. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's really interesting. I I think you talk about being, there's times where you're so close to your own stuff that it's hard to see. It's hard to even imagine what God could be doing, but it's really cool. um, When those things come back full circle and maybe even a, just a, a horrible, painful experience that you went through. Um, I've had circumstances, uh, in my life where something that made no sense, you know, five years, 10 years later, you, you encounter somebody that's going through that same stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a light bulb moment of like, uh, you know, I, I might be the perfect person for this person right now because, I'm one of a handful that can understand what they've walked through because I have, and you kind of, 
um, look back and, and like you said, like recontextualize even when it happened initially, cause you do this zoom out of this bigger picture of everything, which is, yeah, is, is helpful to see. I, one of my favorite things, uh, that I, cause I, I mean, just cause of my history, like I do a lot of addiction counseling stuff. Um, but the, the number of times I've sat with someone who's kind of fresh in the looking for freedom scene, yep. um, and, and say them, and I can say it with all earnestness and gratitude, uh, there is literally no reason that you can't look back five years, 10 years from now, uh, while you're sitting on the couch I'm sitting at, talking to someone else and realize that this is the moment everything changed. Hmm. And, and there's times where I'm, and I don't want to sound overly like supernatural, charismatic, spiritual guy, but like there's times where I, I watch God open people's eyes to that reality and you see the switch flip and all of a sudden this thing that they knew was going to consume them and bury them no longer has power. Hmm. That's awesome. Well, uh, be, uh, be encouraged, uh, through all of this. We hope you guys keep joining us on Sunday mornings as well as we're Mm -hmm. looking at, uh, Jesus talking about himself in his own words and how he described uh, himself and there's a lot of hope um, and freedom in understanding uh, who Jesus is and what he desires for us. Jeff himself is preaching in here about a month on something. Yep. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what that ends up being. <laughs> we will figure that out down the road. Uh, uh, appreciate you all joining us uh, on the Ask LFC podcast. Uh, if you have any uh, questions, anything you want us to dig into, uh, send an email to asklfc at lakeforest.org. We check that all the time. would love to interact with some of you guys on that. Uh, we will catch you all next time.